Season 2, Episode 36, your special midweek bonus episode. Since we've now gone to two podcasts, episodes per week, we have the weekend episode coming up with the uh, <clears throat> always um, the always friendly insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero. But uh, this week, of course, we have the insane week in review, our genius awards, and we have a verdict. So can we now move on with our lives? I'm so ready for the pandemic to be over and this pandemic of racism. Let's just go back to being humans and treating people as such. And stop being stupid. You big dummy, you big dummy, you big dummy. edition episode of Stupidity. I'm Eric Lane. Welcome to my stupid world. And at the time I'm recording the uh, uh, podcast here for this episode, it's <clears throat> the, the, the jury has reached their verdict in the Chauvin case. So let the stupidity begin, as, as if it has never stopped in the first place. Okay? Yeah. So, I don't know. Um... People can just be downright venomous. You know what I'm saying? When they don't like something. I mean, used to be if you didn't like something, you complained a little bit and then went on with your life. Now we burn down cities. But nevertheless, the question that remains, while we can certainly be <clears throat> venomous uh, in our... Um, um, attitudes, uh, words, or whatever like this, could we ever be actually venomous? You know, like have venom in our bodies. You know, I don't think we're going to ever join rattlesnakes or platypuses among the venomous animals, but <clears throat> interesting new research. It finds out that humans do have the toolkit that could produce venom. In fact, all mammals and reptiles actually do. It is a collection of flexible genes, particularly associated with the salivary glands in humans, explains how venom has evolved independently from non-venomous ancestors more than a hundred times in the animal kingdom. Essentially, we have all the building blocks in place, says the study co-author Agnish Barua, He's a doctoral student in evolutionary genetics at the Okinawa Institute of Science and Technology in Japan. Now, he says, it's up to evolution to take us there. Although, I'm pretty sure some humans have venom already. They're called lawyers. Have you ever been around other humans in public? I think some of them, the B.O. is so strong, venom would be redundant. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, I think we. I think if we had actual venom, we would pretty much annihilate our species. Frankly, you know. Anyway, look. Um, let me also just say that um, the stories that I'm reading, they're all true, um, and the fact that I'm reading them doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with them or endorse them or anything like this. So, you know, 
before you decide to fire off some snarky, venomous message, just stop, okay? This is strictly for entertainment purposes, okay? I don't necessarily endorse any of this stuff. And if I did, I wouldn't tell you. Well, I got to, you know, I think, let's see, I probably have to shave tomorrow. I, that's one thing, you know, the, 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 I have a couple of boys and, <clears throat> you know, they were always excited. They couldn't wait to shave. Oh, the naivety of it. You know, just wait till you've been shaving for 45 years. <sighs> Suddenly, the novelty wears off. But I don't know. Now, women think that it's a good idea? I mean, as someone who thinks that there's basically nothing more erotic than a bearded lady, this is pretty dang devastating. I mean, <clears throat> there's some beauty experts out there that say that more women than ever are shaving their faces. Huh? I mean, I had a fourth grade teacher that needed to shave her mustache every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I, I, and, and no, they're not getting rid of mustache hairs or sexy sideburns. Yeah, women have them, you know. But no, actually some dermatologists recommend women to shave their faces. But they're not necessarily doing it to cut their beards. No, they exfoliate the skin. Yeah, exfoliate. That's the new word of the day. Yeah, uh, I'd love to just walk up to some dude and say, Hey man, uh, you mind exfoliating my skin for me? Dr. David Kim He's a dermatologist in San Francisco, and he says that shaving your face can accomplish a lot of the same things that you'd get from dermaplaning treatments. He says dermaplaning is when you take a very gentle but blunt scaffold and you scrape over the surface of your skin on the face or anywhere else on the body to gently exfoliate to remove the dead skin cells and dirt and oil accumulation. Why do you have to use a blunt scalpel? I use a washcloth. There's also some female Instagram influencers pushing this idea of face shaving, of course. One of them is a woman named Megan Carboni who says she's on a, quote, mission to normalize female facial shaving. Well, we're going from the legs to the face. She's also selling, get this, female shaving kits starting at 25 bucks. So now you no longer have to buy dad that shaving kit for Father's Day. We have a new Mother's Day gift now. You can do kind of a two for one thing. <laughs> well, I don't know if women shaving their faces would make a, that much of a difference in exfoliating their skin. But would you be willing to drink water that tastes like it was pulled out of the cow pond because it might help your skin look better? There's a big trend on where else but TikTok. People are drinking water with chlorophyll added to it. Yeah. I wonder if they could set it on the back deck and blossom. You know, they say that it can help basically any skin problem. Rosacea, acne, whatever. But does it actually work? Well, this is one of those cases where the FDA hasn't confirmed any, uh, really, any of the claims. And the doctors are skeptical. One doctor at New York University says, we know that chlorophyll in its pure form in leafy greens is really great at being an antioxidant and treating inflammation. And that has been studied. But 
adding a few drops of it to water hasn't been proven. He says whether or not different, different supplement companies have a true form of chlorophyll that would actually be absorbed, we don't know. I would be very hesitant. Well, of course you would. Just go outside and pick some clover and blend it up in like a little slushy or something. I don't know. Or just join the cows. I wonder if cow skin is, well, I guess we make leather out of cow skin and they eat grass and grass is full of chlorophyll. So there you have it. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my. Well, some folks in Jacksonville, Florida got a rather bizarre show in the sky. Uh, actually, it was from Jacksonville, Florida to Miami. This rare type of a fireball recently prompted all kinds of calls to the National Weather Service and almost 200 reports to the American Meteor Society. Mike Hankey, he's the operations manager for the American Meteor Society, he said the fireball is technically a bolide. Am I pronouncing that right? Bolide? Okay. Because it uh, blows up after entering Earth's atmosphere. He says this is a special type of fireball that ends with a large burst of light and often a boom sound. Hanky also says that some social media users have reported hearing a sonic boom. So it's just, a, you know, we're getting hit by asteroids, people. That's all it is. Normally, the only things you're seeing exploding in Florida are illegal, illegal fireworks. I mean, the explosion was so loud, millions of Florida, Floridians actually dropped their beer. Wow. Well, that was definitely something to see, but here's something I'm not sure I really want to see. I mean, especially when it comes to the online dating, okay, you know, the traditional online dating pictures, you know, the one that has you sitting there all smiling, you know, maybe holding a kitty cat or a puppy dog or something, but somebody has a better idea. You ready? Just slap a picture of your old juicy double up there and watch the dates roll in. I've seen some of these pictures, and I'm not impressed. Actually, Dating.com has uncovered the fact that a majority of singles actually prefer what they call belfies instead of selfies. Do you know what a belfie is? Huh. So maybe we should ask Alexa. Alexa, what is a belfie? Belfie. A photograph that one has taken of one's own buttocks, typically taken with a smartphone or webcam and shared via social media, used in a sentence. She posted a racy Belfie online. Other possible names for Belfie include Fanny Photo, Mugbum, Bottom Shot, Tush Snap, or Rump Post. Belfie is also a sign that the world is coming to an end. I guess this means the Kardashians have one. What is next? Delphies and Telfies, your mother must be so proud. That's right, kids. <laughs> Belfies are butt pictures. Like, folks, really love them. Really love them. We're all now behaving like cats in heat. Check this out. 64% of people say they've sent a picture that showed off their butt in the past year. Usually, that means they're, well, butt in clothes, <clears throat> I think. Women are more likely to send them than men, but don't count men out. Men definitely get in on it, too. <laughs> you want to see my butt? 
86% of people say they're happy they sent the Belfie. 98% of the people say they really liked getting a butt selfie from someone versus the 87% who liked getting a regular selfie. That's right. So odds are somebody would rather get a picture of your butt than your face. I think the whole thing is just, it's just people are butt-headed. A bunch of buttheads on dating.com. So I guess maybe if you're thinking those uh, D pics will get someone's attention better, just roll over. 77% folks say sending butt pictures helped improve their romantic connection. Can you please, can someone please explain to me how your butt will improve your romantic connection? Honestly, I, I don't get it. Anyway, well, I know this. There is something that makes a little more sense, according to Rob McElhaney from It's Always Sunny. Yeah, Rob McElhaney, the, you know, the, the, the movie or the TV show or whatever, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I've never watched it. I just hear about it. Rob says... When he got super jacked, Arr! it was the guys who were more fascinated with his body than the women. I guess that's why the men like belfies. Do men send other men belfies? Anyway, Rob says, women could care less. In fact, my wife really was displeased with the way I looked because she felt that I was like trying too hard. And I was. Now, Rob thinks men have this need to be aesthetically pleasing to other men because they're held to a certain standard the same way women are. Now, he said that sort of quiet, masculine, tough guy who's both jacked and ready to throw down at any moment, but also sensitive, but not too sensitive. And he adds, I don't want to cry foul too much because women have been held to a very difficult and specific standard for so long and continue to be. And men have had the benefit of not being held to such a stringent standard, aesthetically at least. It's kind of an interesting story, you know, and especially later on here in the podcast, I'm going to tell you about, well, what guys can actually put on to make them look all super jacked. Now, there's something you can actually do for this. But I have seen this, and I've always found this interesting. The really jacked up or buffed up guys, when they're all kind of like standing around in the gym or outside or somewhere like in a restaurant, they're hanging out with the other guys. And you see some of them occasionally habitually will run their hands up their shirts to scratch their chest and rub their stomachs and poke at their navel and whatever. And it's interesting, just as a social experiment, watch all the other guys. All the other men, their eyes go right to that, that guy to get a nice eyeful gawking at this guy while he's scratching himself. I, like they're comparing themselves or something. You ever notice that? Next time you're out there, you watch when some buff guy stands around and he's talking about the game, talking about what he's doing, you know, or, 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 you know, his construction job, you know, and he runs his hand up his shirt and kind of rubs his body and, you know, and all the guys are staring at his abs. It's kind of weird. I don't know. I don't maybe maybe Rob's got a point. It's kind of stupid to me though. But yeah, you know, just wait, just wait. There's a story coming later on, guys. If you don't have much of things to show off, well, there's something you can buy. I'll tell you about that later. But yeah, usually these uh, super jacked guys are the ones you really don't like to hang around with at work. 
there's always a few of those that are all the they're, they're the jocks, the 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 gym guy, you know, or whatever. You realize I know I probably set the bar really high for myself, uh, but I expected uh, that both of these stats here to be zero percent. But there's a new survey that actually found that one percent of people working from home have attended a virtual work meeting shirtless. Hmm. Wonder if that has anything to do with what Rob was talking about. I don't know. Well, here's the other weird statistic. Another 1% have attended a virtual work meeting fully naked. That's right, with their camera on, folks. Another 8% have attended an on-camera meeting with no pants. Yes, they really do that, which is kind of a little easier to hide. And overall, one in five people say they've done an off-camera call in various levels of undress. And uh, by the way, here's four other interesting quick stats from this poll. One in five people say they almost always keep their camera off during video calls. 92% say they usually have to tidy up or prepare their space before they can get a call. The other 8% always keep it clean or just don't really care. 73% of us feel the need to fix things like our hair or makeup before we get on a call. Okay, this is where this whole pandemic thing has gotten to us, okay? Uh, here's another one. The top things that we hate about virtual calls, being on camera or dealing with tech issues like cat filters or Blues Brothers filters and allowing people to see inside your house. That's you know why they like those virtual backgrounds, which I guess this might lead to the next story with a bit more of an explanation as to how we feel about some of these overexposed employees. There might be somebody you work with that you just can't stand. There's always at least that one person. Well, if it's a long-standing feud, you might just want to totally avoid that person, keep your head down. Or if they're really harassing you, you might need to just go to the boss. But if you think that it's a working relationship that's fixable, I got four steps for handling it yourself. Okay. First, start with empathy. Be open to the idea that you might be part of the problem. I love the meme that I saw recently here on social media. It says, if you always have a problem with most everybody you meet, it's possible that you are the problem. That's probably true. But even if it is really all their fault, think about what's causing it. We've all had a stressful year. We've all been in those Zoom meetings, some fully clothed and others in various stages of undress. And things might be going on behind the scenes you just don't know about, or maybe you don't want to know about. Another thing is decide if you should confront them directly. I spent a lot of time pondering that one. Some people will respond well to it. Some don't. So before you try to fix anything, you might want to figure out, how direct do I want to be about this? And look for things that you actually have in common. I mean, anything, even if it's just a TV show or something that you both like, or try to include them in something, you know, like maybe a drink after work, a coffee or something, you know, sometimes just extending an olive branch can really turn things around pretty fast. Of course, if it is a hopeless situation, here's the thing to do. Make friends with everybody else because it's a lot harder for them to make your life a pain in the neck if everyone else at work likes you. That's the way to do Yeah, well, anyway. Well, this guy, I don't know if he was trying to make friends with everybody or what he was trying to do. It was certainly a rather embarrassing situation up in our 
great white north neighbors in Canada, a member of the Canadian Parliament appeared fully buck naked in front of his colleagues when he was changing out of his jogging clothes into his office, or he was doing it in his office, during one of those virtual parliamentary sessions. Yeah, it kind of goes in what I've said before, okay? He's a minister, a member of parliament, uh, the, the MP, he's a liberal MP named William Amos. He was, he was actually seen completely full frontal nudity, okay, naked as a jaybird. A screenshot was obtained by the media outlets and showed that he was actually holding something, maybe, I think maybe it looked like a phone or something that kind of like blocked the interesting part of his body you know, kept his genitals from being totally exposed. Well, the footage was visible to all of the other Canadian MPs and the House of Commons staff. But, thank goodness it was not broadcast to the public because Amos wasn't speaking. Now, Amos, he represents the Quebec region of Pontiac. He later said that his camera was, quote, accidentally turned on as I was changing into my work clothes after going for a jog. I sincerely apologize to my colleagues in the House of Commons for this unintentional distraction. How does your camera get turned on accidentally? Honestly. I mean, really. I mean, think about that for just a moment. How do you accidentally do that? Do you bump something? I, I don't know. I just, I love the, that, that should cover everything, right? Anyway, well... Here's something that I think probably a lot of folks want to have uncovered intentionally. You remember Colton Underwood, the former bachelor? Well, he came out as gay recently. Yep, and some fans of the show have said, Hey, I got an idea. Let's have a same-sex season of The Bachelor. As if it wasn't enough of a gag. I retch every time I watch the normal season of The Bachelor. I can't stand it. Some people love it. Now we want to make a same-sex season of it with at least one person tweeting, it's long overdue. You know, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to sell the television. I don't even need a television. We're going to come to the point where we won't even need to have a TV in our house anymore. There have been calls for same-sex seasons of the show before, which only had its first season with a black bachelor. They got the black bachelor. Now they want a gay bachelor. I think they should have Scottish bachelors and they should all be wearing kilts in the traditional Scottish fashion. You know? And they can all stand around and throw telephone poles at each other. So some of the some of these folks that are calling for gay bachelor were suggesting that it should be Colton Underwood. But others said, no, 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 it shouldn't be him after he allegedly stalked Cassie Randolph, who he'd uh, chosen. And then after they broke up, she took out a restraining order against him last year. She later actually dropped it. The following is a statement from former Bachelor star Colton Underwood. Today, I'm here to reveal a secret I've been hiding for years. A secret so shocking it may forever change the way you watch reality TV. During The Bachelor's 23rd season, when I was handing out roses... I was also handing out a big lie. A lie that, if revealed, might upset millions of my fans around the world. Although I was ashamed to admit it for a long time, today, after months of soul-searching, I'm ready to tell the truth. Because it's who I am, and I'm fine with it. Okay, here goes. I, Colton Underwood, once played football for the San Diego Chargers. Chargers? I thought you were coming out of the closet. Oh, please, there's nothing wrong with that. Well, 
I gotta go. These Bravo TV execs are blowing up my phone. Bye. Go Chargers. Or better yet, let's do a Gay Bachelor series cast from former Bachelor winners who got soured on their partners. And I got the perfect show plug line. The new Gay Bachelor. She turned me gay. <laughs> Well, here's a rundown of all the insane headlines from the past week or so. In a recent interview, Dr. Fauci said that it's still not okay for vaccinated Americans to eat, drink, and be merry indoors. Now, for those of you who don't own a Fauci to English dictionary, what he's saying is, I like being on TV, and they won't book me if I won't don't spread panic porn. Of course, Fauci still thinks we need to be wearing face diapers. At this point, Fauci comes across as so senile that nobody would be surprised to find out that he's wearing adult diapers. A new study finds people who trust television and social media for COVID-19 news actually know less about the virus. Sadly, the news is so biased and people on social media are so stupid that what you're better off getting COVID news from is the onion. Researchers at Penn State University add that those who rely the most on Facebook score as the least knowledgeable about COVID. Turns out there's so much fake news on Facebook that some people want to rename it CNN. Most people who use social media know nothing about the science behind the complex virus like COVID. But they definitely study the anatomy of a different traveling virus known as Kardashians. A new poll shows a majority of Republicans still think the 2020 election wasn't legitimate. To which the Democrats said, Ridiculous! How could anyone think like that? And also, we must abolish voter ID. President Biden and First Lady Dr. Jill Biden's dog, Major, will get professional training to help him adjust to life in the White House after those two biting incidents. I actually think Major is awesome, mainly because it's uh, nice to see at least one Biden with a little bite. No, I mean, nobody in the White House wants Major around, not because of the biting incidents, but rather because they already have one member of the Biden family walking around sniffing people. A North Carolina man has been arrested after plowing his car through the entrance of a closed Walmart and driving it around the aisles. Luckily, Walmart aisles are wide enough for a car because they're made to fit American shoppers. The 60-year-old The Blue Lagoon star Christopher Atkins said in a recent interview that he's looking for a girlfriend who is, quote, up to having sex twice a day. Yeah, I'm looking for a leprechaun with a pot of gold. Chris wants a girlfriend who will do it twice a day. Right. Meanwhile, married men are happy with twice a month. The former general manager for the Philadelphia 76ers says Allen Iverson was so committed to playing basketball that the team would have to hide his jersey to keep him from playing while he was injured. Well, that's commitment. They actually put it in the one place they knew he'd never go, to a financial planner's office. And STDs have reached an all-time high in the U.S. for the sixth consecutive year. Apparently, the only protection Americans care to use are Glocks and AR-15s. 
Not surprising, New Jersey has been ranked as one of the worst states in the nation. Of course, luckily there, everyone is living in a state of denial. And now Speaker Nancy Pelosi claimed the January 6th Capitol insurrectionists would have, quote, had a battle on their hands if they encountered her, declaring she is a, quote, street fighter. Yeah, right. Nancy couldn't even beat the street fighter video game. I do actually think, though, she would have been able to defend herself if she was in her office. I mean, after all, she'd had plenty of empty liquor bottles to smash over people's heads. China has launched a hotline for its citizens to report anti-communist comments so that the citizens who made them can be punished. You know, here in America, we just use Twitter for that. Disney will relax its restrictions on theme park employees' appearances to include some visible tattoos, gender-inclusive hairstyles, and other features, according to what the company announced. So, don't be surprised if the guy who dresses up as Mickey Mouse winds up getting a tattoo of Minnie on his tush. The gender-inclusive hairstyles bit is kind of interesting, too. I guess that means whoever dresses up as Rapunzel can chop off the long locks and rock the butch haircut. Britney Spears says she's flattered by fans who are concerned with her life. But what she probably doesn't get is that they're so concerned about her life because they don't have a life. Every time I see one of those Britney articles, I just want to skip it. But then I wind up clicking. Yeah, it's a classic example of, oops, I did it again. Demi Lovato is going to star in a comedy TV show about having an eating disorder. <laughs> Unfortunately, though, it's not having the impact she'd hoped it would because she thought of this show. Just the thought of the show makes people want to puke. President Biden signed an executive order declaring a national emergency over the threat from Russia as his administration slapped new sanctions on the country. And when asked why he isn't into Russian Joe said he prefers Thousand Island and balsamic vinaigrettes. Actually, the U.S. is hitting Russia with these fresh sanctions for alleged interference in the 2020 presidential election and for a cyber attack against the American government. Russia gets blamed for so much election meddling, you'd think their country was nicknamed Dominion Voting Systems. And Hunter Biden's book has been released. Not surprisingly, it's a commercial flop. You know, Americans agree they would really rather have sex and do drugs and read about someone else having sex and doing drugs. A team of MIT scientists has translated the structure of a spider web into music. Yeah, in fact, this team is so talented, they might be able to do the exact same thing with a Cardi B album. A skier in France has gone viral by strapping a giant fan to his back and using it to propel him to the top of a mountain. At first, he tried to propel himself up with the air from his own body, but then, of course, he ran out of gas. Brad Pitt was photographed ex exiting a Beverly Hills Medical Center in a wheelchair after having his wisdom teeth removed. <laughs> Brad was probably just under the influence of some serious prescription medication. <clears throat> and then he showed up at the hospital to have his teeth pulled. 
You know, Pitt was recently revealing, uh, revealed as a member of the ensemble roster at the Academy Awards tap to present at the ceremony. So yeah, I guess he likely wanted to be in great dental shape for the show. Yeah. That's right. You know, he wants to make sure that his teeth look good for the eight people that tune in to watch. Steve Urkel, actor Jaleel White, is launching his own line of marijuana. It's called Purple Urkel. That makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, potheads are constantly waking up next to broken objects and asking, Did I do that? And our California Congresswoman Maxine Waters told a crowd of those Black Lives Matters protesters, they have to get more confrontational during rallies. Said that in Minnesota. Boy, that stirred up a lot of problems. Even a judge said something to her about that. But don't worry. Nobody could really hear her over the explosions, the sirens, the building alarms. Yeah. The party that always warns us about politicians inciting violence is telling protesters to get more confrontational. This is why we can't have nice things, America. Now the nation's only hope is for Black Lives Matter leaders to buy so many mansions that they stop rioting for the sake of their own property values. President Biden's visit to Arlington Cemetery has the internet wondering why he wore a mask outdoors if he'd already been vaccinated. His staff made him wear it because he forgot to put his teeth in. Biden was at the cemetery, you know, to visit all the people that voted for him in the election. And the producers of the Oscars took no chances with COVID-19 and had mandatory masks and social distancing requirements at the ceremony. Although anyone who's ever hung out at the Oscars party is really more worried about catching other viruses. You know, Hollywood has really changed a lot. You know, if you slept around 20 years ago, you didn't wind up in the hospital. You wound up in the movies. I mean, the Oscars. Yeah, I can see that. Yes, the Oscars where actresses cover their mouths, but not their bodies. <clears throat> yeah, there was worry actually over how they'd pull off a fully masked ceremony, but luckily Hollywood is really great at cover-ups from the Harvey Weinstein years. Broadway producer Scott Rudin is stepping back from his ventures after a report surfaced of his abusive behavior toward employees. Yeah, producers say his backstage behavior was so toxic, they gave it a nine on a scale of one to Ellen DeGeneres. Yeah, he's accused of throwing a baked potato at an employee during a tirade. A baked potato is really a cruel way for them to describe Brian Steltzer, though. I mean, any producer can win a Tony Award, but only Rudin can win a Tony Soprano Award. Yeah. And uh, the Dave Ramsey Company is being sued by employees for creating a cult-like experience. The company is offering to discuss it with the employees over a glass of Kool-Aid. And the reigning NBA champion, L.A. Lakers from Los Angeles, California, they are deciding they're going to skip the ceremony and this customary White House visit during their trip to Washington, D.C. because of, quote, scheduling conflicts. The schedule, I guess, is tough to link up because they have to work at night and Biden sleeps during the day. I could never pass up a trip to the White House. I mean, it must be really incredible to get to go into the Oval Office, you know, and sit at the same desk as Abe Lincoln and Monica Lewinsky. And finally, the Australian Navy is under fire after a dance troupe was hired to celebrate the unveiling of a new supply ship by twerking 
for top military brass. Still, the Navy says it's proud of its officers for sitting through that entire performance without a single dishonorable discharge. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Award. And this week's Genius Awards are going to start off with two women who left a four-year-old boy unattended in a car while they went shopping at an adult novelty store in Connecticut. A state trooper was dispatched around 8 p.m. at the Amazing Intimate Essentials Adult Store in North Stonington after a witness dialed 911 to report a child alone in a vehicle. The trooper subsequently located the boy alone in the car and determined that the child's mother and her <clears throat> partner had been inside the store for approximately 15 minutes purchasing items while the child was left unsupervised in the vehicle. Police then arrested Victoria Mortison, the child's 25-year-old mother, and 28-year-old Monet Blake. Mortison was charged with risk of injury to child and leaving a child unsupervised in a motor vehicle. Blake was charged with leaving a child unsupervised in a motor vehicle. Mortison and Blake, who actually lived together in Utica, New York, are now scheduled for their court appearance. And the police report also noted that the Connecticut's Child Welfare Agency has been notified of the duo's arrest. I tell you, these two might be spending some time on the inside, you know? And what they were buying at that adult store was probably going to be spending some time on the inside, too. <clears throat> no word, though, on the kind of car that they were driving, but I kind of doubt it was a Kia, since these two have no soul. And then there's the New Mexico governor, Michelle Lujan Grisham's campaign, who has shelled out at least $62,500 to a former staffer after he accused her of grabbing his crotch and laughing at him in front of his co-workers. Now, the payments were revealed in a campaign finance report and were made to a law firm representing James Hallinan, the former staffer who had worked as a spokesperson for the governor during her campaign. Jared Leopold, the spokesperson for the campaign, said the payments are part of a settlement to resolve numerous dubious and disputed potential claims made by Mr. Hallinan arising from his employment in 2018 and his subsequent search for employment. Hallinan, who has since started his own communications company, accused Lujan Grisham of sexual assault in late 2019, about a year after he left the campaign. He alleges that the governor poured a bottle of water on his crotch in front of other staffers and then grabbed his genitals through his clothes while she was laughing. <clears throat> the payments to Hallinan were in five installments of $12,500, since they were listed in a campaign finance report, it's not really clear if the settlement is actually larger than 62500 bucks, and if more payments will be made in the future during the next cycle. But I think we can all agree here that this is quite unusual behavior for a governor. Usually the only thing they're reaching for is taxpayers' wallets. Pouring water on the guy's crotch? Definitely uncalled for. Of course, it goes without saying that this is not what a man hopes for when he's with a woman who likes to get wet. Or how about this? Moments after being released from custody, an Arkansas man 
steals a police car that was parked in front of the jail, and that earned him a return trip behind bars. According to the investigators, and I love this guy's name because I know people like this, he's 33-year-old Cordell Coleman, drove up to the Pulaski County Jail around 2.40 in the morning in a marked Little Rock Police Department SUV. A police report notes that a surveillance camera recorded Cordell entering the unlocked 2018 Ford Explorer, which was parked near a jail sally port. Cordell had been released from custody following a public intoxication arrest the day earlier. The stolen vehicle had been driven to the jail by an officer who was assisting with the booking of a prisoner. After completing the process, the officer says, I returned to discover my patrol vehicle had been taken. Now, investigators quickly traced the Hot Wheels to an apartment complex about 10 miles away from the jail where Cordell was found inside the vehicle. Uh, Cordell, by the way, who had been the last prisoner released from the jail, was then promptly arrested and returned back to the lockup, probably in the very same vehicle that he stole. And he got charged with felony theft. That's right. Yep. Good old Cordell in a Mark Little Rock police car. And his actions have earned him the title Little Brain. This man definitely has incredibly poor decision-making skills. Of course, I think this was very evident before the crime because he chooses to live in Arkansas. <laughs> what about this? A man was busted for a complex fraud scheme spanning all of Southwest Florida. 38-year-old Brent Michael LaCord allegedly stole another man's identity and then used that to open up an online credit account. Then in August of 2020, he enters a Naples-area John Deere dealer with a fake license, fake credit cards, and documents showing John Deere credit approvals and buys two generators. He comes back to the store the next day and he purchases another generator. The total combined value of these three generators, about 8000 bucks. Detectives said the case included multiple jurisdictions and multiple identities being compromised in a systematic and complex scheme. It's amazing people are this smart putting it to this kind of use. So Accord was arrested on similar charges in September of 2020 in connection with a criminal case in the city of Sarasota. There he's accused of stealing a different victim's identity and using that to purchase a vehicle for more than 20000 bucks, He was also arrested back in December of 2020 after he used the same victim's identification to purchase a $30,000 power sports vehicle from a business in Punta Gorda. He was then booked into the Naples Jail Center on Collier County in, uh, with felony warrants. This guy is involved in the wrong business, man. I mean, if he's interested in scamming people, the guy needs to get a job in American politics. I mean, the guy learned the hard way. You just can't try to fake an identity. But the good news is, if he wants to vote, he apparently doesn't need any identity. you got to check this one out, also from Florida, where a Florida woman is behind bars after investigators say she broke into an interlocking home where three children were asleep and helped herself to coffee and eggs. Yeah, the Putnam County Sheriff's Office said in a Facebook post that deputies were called to the home after the homeowner said a woman broke into her house and was sitting there drinking coffee. The, the homeowner 
had gone to work that morning, left her three kids, ages 16, 10, and 7, asleep. When the 16-year-old wakes up, she calls her mom around 9 in the morning and says, There's a woman in the kitchen. So the homeowner comes back home from work and finds Wendy Kaufman inside at home, actively drinking coffee. How do you, what, what does that look like, actively drinking coffee? Oh, by the way, she also made herself some eggs for breakfast. The homeowner told Kaufman to leave, and she told the woman she would not go without her, without her daughters, referring to the children in the home. Yeah. Well, Kaufman, however, really has no connection to the homeowner or the kids. Kaufman went outside and waited on the porch for deputies to show up, and she was arrested and charged with burglary of an occupied dwelling. It's kind of wild. She just let herself in. Come in, used the kitchen, made eggs and coffee. Of course, the shocking part, after drinking the coffee, she didn't have to go to the bathroom? I don't know. No word, though, on how she liked her eggs. Of course, if it's anything like her brain, I'm going to guess fried. And then, you'll never believe this, a man who broke into an Ohio state house, he smashed windows, discharged a fire extinguisher, told a 911 dispatcher he entered the building because he'd been shot at. The man also said the person who shot him was inside the state house, according to the call. Well, the Ohio State Highway Patrol said there's no evidence of either claim. The man appeared to be under the influence of drugs and was trying to get medical help, according to what the patrol had said. He says, I'm inside the state building. I broke in. That's what he did when he made the 911 call. He asked for police to be sent. Why did you do that? The dispatcher asks. Somebody just shot at me, the man says. Well, according to the Columbus Police radio log, the man appeared to be overdosing and Narcan, which is that drug they use to reverse opioid overdoses. Uh, the 36-year-old suspect had been charged with vandalism and trespassing, and he's being treated in a downtown hospital. So obviously, nobody inside the state house shot at him. Of course, now, if he had said that they tried to steal his wallet, everybody probably would have believed him. The guy had to have been an avid Columbus Blue Jackets fan. I mean, I say that because... That team drives most of their fans to drug use anyway. Okay, I got one more. Where two women sought to use a $1 million bill to purchase merchandise at a Dollar General in Tennessee. According to investigators, the duo appeared at the convenience store in Maryville, which is a Knoxville suburb, their attempt to use this counterfeit $1 million bill was thwarted by a sentient Dollar General employee who called the cops. They actually had one employee at Dollar General who knew uh, that a million dollar bill was fake. Sheriff's deputy dispatched to the Dollar General for the suspicious incident spoke with 39-year-old Amanda McCormick who possessed the counterfeit bill. Now, <clears throat> McCormick was accompanied by a relative, 61-year-old Linda Johnson. McCormick tells the cop she received that $1 million bill in the mail from a church, but was unable to provide additional information about the purported house of worship's largesse. Now, as detailed in the Blount County Sheriff's Office report, McCormick had a shopping cart full of various items from inside the Dollar General, including several gift cards to various businesses. While the incident was classified by the sheriff's office as fraud by false pretenses, McCormick and Johnson were not arrested. Instead, they were issued a verbal no trespass warning prohibiting them from returning to the Dollar General. 
shockingly, I mean, the bill was just like most things at the dollar store, a total knockoff. <laughs> even the million dollar bill, even if it was real, why would you take it to a dollar general? I mean, what, your change would be like, what, $999,995? Duh. <laughs> well, maybe you know somebody who could benefit from all this stupidity. For crying out loud, share this podcast with them. And you know, I know by the time you finish listening to all this buffoonery in my stupid world, you've become so addicted, you just may as well click that subscribe button so you'll always have a new episode to enjoy when it's published. And there will be a new episode coming for the weekend edition. So go ahead, rate and review our podcasts. You know, give it a five-star rating on whatever you're listening to, or especially if it's an Apple podcast, write a review too, because yeah, if you got to lie a little, I mean, it still gives off the idea that you actually listen. And it might actually get one or two more people to subscribe. I don't know. But let me conclude on a passing thought here. Not sure which is harder on a relationship, sharing a dresser for three years or sharing a smartphone charger for one day. I know you're probably amazed at the amount of stupidity that's in this world, but you know, somebody has to actually go out and find them and write about them. So there's no way this podcast could be as stupid as it is without the talented writers from some great places like Mr. Laughs Comedy and Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and Pulsar Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at Insane Eric Lane and visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.